Welcome to another episode of Rick for Dirt, the podcast that brings the adventure straight to your rig. Um, we are here today at, on the Mojave Road, the Mojave Road Trail, in a massive caravan of vehicles, thanks to uh, an invite from Frank and an organized uh, effort by Overland Bound. And we're actually about to get joined by uh, Mike. Yeah. How, do, how do I say your last name? Mergia. Mergia. Grab that mic right Again, there. for the second time. Grab that microphone right there. And one cool thing real quick I want you guys to hear is the sound that this uh, this lake bed makes when you step on it. It's got that crunchy sound, which I love. And you can eat the salt. <laughs> you can actually eat the salt? Yeah. Really? Oh, are you being serious? Yeah, we're out here with the, uh, uh, where should I talk to? Right there. Boom. Um, we're out here with the with the Park Service, and um, uh, one of our escorts let us know that uh, you should try a little crust of salt because it's actually pretty good. No kidding. I'm going to yet, do that. Hey, but Jackie, you why don't you try one that you haven't stepped on though? Yeah. Hey, everybody. I'm Michael. Yeah. Overland Bound. And? Hey, I'm Corey Mergia. Yeah. So you guys are, are tight on time because you're running a pretty big show here and keeping this caravan moving. Um, so real quick, why are we out here? Well, we just moved about 30,000 pounds of garbage out of uh, the Death Valley mine. Whoa. And we did a cleanup over at, uh, at Kessler. Was that it? Yep. Yeah. So I was, I was at the Death Valley site. Um, so we've, we've been doing a lot of work over the past few years. And that work, <laughs> that work is focused on the removal of, of trash and the restoration of trails on our public lands. And that effort has been led by our executive director, Kent Reynolds. Oh, cool. And uh, a lot of just numerous numbers upon numbers of Overland Bound members and non-members who have committed to taking a day or a weekend to roll up their sleeves, get a little sweaty, move some haul some dirt, haul some garbage, do whatever it takes to keep these lands healthy and open. Yeah, absolutely. I heard you guys filled up two of those big containers. Yeah, two 40-foot containers, yeah, but awesome. then we we had a, a another large trailer, and then we actually, the Park Service brought over one of their large horse trailers that we also filled up. Okay. So, wow. Yeah, so quite a bit of, quite a bit a of garbage. And of course, you know, as more people start turning to the great outdoors, we all know, right? And especially the audience, your podcast knows, right. you know, it, that kind of adventure is necessary. Getting out, at, out outdoors is necessary. And so as a community, we have that responsibility to also put our boots on the ground and uh, put our gloves on and get dirty and help to, to clean it up because that's what uh, keeps our public uh, spaces open. Um, we feel really fortunate to have a, a fairly close relationship out here with the Park Service. Uh, we collaborated with with them, and um, you know they they'll tell you that their their job is to protect our public lands for the people, so that we can come out here and recreate, make sure that it 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 is preserved. But if necessary, they'll protect it from the people, right. which is where they don't want to be, right? right? Because they don't want to be in that business. They don't want to be in that business. And the great thing about, you know, this weekend is that we're definitely moving the momentum towards partnering with the park service awesome. and keeping these spaces open, making yeah. sure they're maintained. And it's also about having, so our relationship is a formal 
we 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 work directly with the land use managers. We have direct communication. The other part of the Trail Guardian program, which was started in 2017, early 2017, it was something that I felt passionate about. We wanted to focus on making sure that the individual knew they could make an impact. Right. Yeah. So these these events are awesome. They're fun. They are super feel good. But every time you go out, even if even if it's just a half bag in a paper bag from a grocery store that you're hauling out that you did not bring in, that is equally as important. Right. So so the the big emphasis that that we have is again we know we're preaching to the choir here on this podcast um the the two-pronged approach to the trail guardian program is working on these relationships with government agencies land use managers all of it but also reminding people to you you spot it you got to go get it right and that's we were doing that this entire trek through bob bran our our uh, director here in the west he would throw on his brakes and he'd see him scamper off and come back with one <laughs> can. With a can. Yeah, that's He's, pretty common. Absolutely. Uh, that's, that is equally as important yep. because that scaled over a large amount of people. Right. That makes a difference. Especially knowing how much traffic these trails get. It makes yep. a huge difference, even though you may not think it does. That's what I always tell Jackson. I'm like, if you spotted it and you've pointed it out, it's now your responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> it belongs that's, to you. Exactly. That's a really good, you, <laughs> that's a good one. You, that's right. You spot it, you got it. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. So if hey, people want to get involved, yeah. and because I know firsthand how many, this group was limited because of the, the size and manage, be managing a project of this scale, right? Right. Um, so for those who missed out and those that are hearing this for the first time, how does all of this, how do they go about getting involved? Well, so we'll say we'll say first that um, many local organizations get involved with with uh, proper right. land use and mm-hmm. and um, and cleanup. So you can look there. And then, of course, from the Overland Bound perspective, we're growing the Trail Guardian program nationwide. Uh, we have another um, large cleanup, much larger than this, happening next year. So cool. just um, yeah. getting involved with Overland Bound, we'll have some resources, but we're certainly not the only resource. Yeah, Lots of local clubs sure. are out there doing it right. What I would say is that you do, you know, if you can find a, a cleanup that is in collaboration with uh, BLM, right. the, the Forest Service, or the, or the Park right. Service, or right. Tread Lightly, it's going to be done correctly. You're going to have the proper protective equipment. You you know right. you're going to be doing good as opposed and to they're going to direct you to where home. that to where that can be most impactful, where Correct. that effort can be the most right. impactful. Right. That's right. And if you're doing it in collaboration with the Park Service, uh, then they're seeing the efforts of the off-road community, and they're they're going to say, well, this is great. Right. We can leave these spaces open yeah. because we have partners that are out here. Yeah. One quick anecdote from Dave. Right. He was the yep. National Park Service. Yep. Um, member or yep yep thanks to dave yeah yeah he mentioned that this was the largest scale event that he's ever been a part of and that usually he can the best he gets is a couple of high school kids correct three high high school correct right so (laughs) so, i know i felt so bad yeah i was like oh my gosh well so we can fix that we can right we can fix that that's right so Uh we it's our goal to to put you know significant boots on the ground and clearly you know to do big jobs you need to do that yeah um and sometimes it's a little hard to get through the paperwork and do all that stuff but that's 
that's what we're working working on so we can that's do awesome it. and i just yeah. want to circle back on the importance of getting involved locally with the clubs yes with the local organizations yes. get to know them join them out here in california they're a plenty oh yeah and i mean even what we do in southern california for those of you you can reach out to us personally mm-hmm. right we have the overland bound meetups that we do um, well, we'll do what well, we will yeah. do once once the COVID <laughs> right. permits. Um, but you can reach out to us because we work with folks that you know, like Jordan yep. and those guys that do cleanups down here. And we know other off road clubs that organize their own cleanups, and we can yep. point you in the right direction yeah. too. Absolutely. And then guys. March 2021, we think that's that's the date we're working towards yeah. to get back out here okay. and do some work. Like some at scale. Like at something. scale. Yeah. We have the support all the way to the highest ends of NPS to really make this next one hustle. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, you guys. Hey, you guys, thank you very much for having us as, as guests. Um, Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for organizing this and thanks for making some time. Absolutely. Yeah. Bye guys. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks guys. See you guys. So there you go. A little taste of what we were up to out here um, this weekend. And now we're sitting um, at Traveler's Monument, having lunch, uh, doing our second podcast. Jackson, can my son's here, my 10 year Yeah. Jackie, can you go grab me like a clean piece off of one of those mounds? So, like Mike said, right. I guess you can eat the salt. I'll try a piece too. Just yeah. break me off. I want to I break me off a piece. Let's see. Is it very salty? Here. Oh, yeah. You grab good. a little. It's like this kind of, I'll take a picture of this and maybe we can Let's see. get it on the... Ooh, is it super salty? Yeah, but it's actually like legit. It's good. Let me uh, let me take a picture. Wow, it's not bad at all. It actually is really good. And we're not talking about the salt, not the dirt. You break off the crystals off the top. There's in the dirt clods have these wads of like crystals on top, and it's really good salt. Oh, wow. Isn't it? Yeah. That's crazy. I would have never thought to put that in my mouth. No. Usually your parents uh, teach you at a very young age not to put not to do stuff that. you find on the ground. So there you go. If you're ever out here on the dry lake bed um, at Traveler's Monument on the Mojave Road, wow. um, grab a dirt ball that has some good crystals on it and break off some of those crystals and eat them. That's kind of tasty salt. Salt your lunch with it. Yep. <laughs> Rad. So that's a new experience right there. Yeah. So what'd you think about this stretch that we just did? So we came from Thomas Place, for those of you that know, and that's a pretty good clip from here. Like that's actually, like today is a pretty high amount. We were less than half from Thomas Place. This, this is, this. well, so the, <laughs> it's like never ending washboard roads. Yes. Like from, oh, that stretch got us last time too. You remember how bad it was last I, time? We were doing like, like five miles an hour I like to think time. that's what probably put the fatigue into your, uh, in the trailer, into your yoke and broke that thing off that, honestly that shank yeah because we, we were i think we were going at a fairly faster clip that first time around i was doing five miles an hour the first time oh were you yeah. really that's so don't you guys remember you were waiting for me and um how much is it ryan uh, oh, matt's brother that's right the two of us were like way off the back so you're actually moving a little bit faster than today i was moving i was moving to faster today than i was back then but the road was better this time than it was last time Got even it. though it was still bad i mean you know i'm sure they're not roads that are supposed to be there but there's some other roads that yeah. kind of go parallel with the main road right those are really soft those are really soft but yeah you're you're not supposed to but i mean the road is so bad yeah that i would and this is that, probably what they're talking about too i'm sure they'd come out here and close off some of those yeah and, so if you saw some of those rods the like the yeah that were up I saw so yeah those are the ones where the park service has been through and they're like yeah this is an illegal track we got to close it um so 
So yeah, definitely don't go through the past those rods. If you see those things up, there's a good reason for it. Don't go past there's them. There's a reason. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, which, it was good. You know, speaking of which, when we got here, we're so we're at Travelers Travelers Monument. Yeah, it's the big pile of rocks yes. where everyone kind of brings a rock and places it on the mound. And yeah. So it sounds like common sense. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But I guess it's not. Yeah. And I'm not going to be that. Well, I guess I am that guy, but I, I really don't. You know. I didn't care to be the guy to them, but I'll, I'll just say it now. It's not a it's not a flex spot. It's no. not a place where you go flex your rig. Yeah, and show how cool you are or how built you are or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's not necessary. First of all, yeah, and uh, so we showed up and there was like three vehicles like on it, and I'm like, like on the Traveler's Monument, like they're <laughs> like halfway up it. I don't know. It's funny, you know. Back in the day, I was probably the guy who would do that. And now after like just kind of experiencing these like places with my kids and just enjoying them ourselves, yeah. it's like you want them to continue to be there and to be just as good as they were. Yeah. And so when you think about people like rolling up their rigs and, and disturbing, like, you know, bringing the rocks down and you yeah. know, that whole thing, it's like kind of unnecessary. So it is. It, it, that's exactly it. And you know what? To be honest. It's not even that much of a flex. Like it's not steep. It's like no. a, it's like a real steady slope. It's like a big like, pile of gravel. It's a big pile of gravel. Like I don't know what what you think you're doing, but I don't know. It take other other people can't go climb up it and put their rock up there because they got their big three rigs up there. It just I it's don't just know. Dumb. It's just I mean, dumb. Whatever. Don't do it. Don't be that guy. Don't, don't this is those. one of those don't be that guy situations. Don't be those people. Yeah, exactly. They were nice people though. Yeah, I mean, they were super friendly. Just, yeah, I just think you know, just whatever. aloof of what they were doing. You know, um, now now that I'm a couple years in, I'm the Overland Police. <laughs> You're being that guy. <laughs> I'm being that guy. You're being the Overland cop. God, I'm turning into the Overland dad. Turning in, yeah, turning into the Overland dad. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I think we still have fun. And that's that's the key, right? I mean, and we didn't really, we weren't, we didn't do anything to harsh. With anybody's vibe. Anybody's man. vibe, right? And it was just, it, uh, we're just saying. Just that, silently judging. Silently judging. I'm just saying, if you have a choice, choose not to. Yeah, I mean whatever anyways enough enough about that yeah um so i mean kind of on that vein though it's been a good experience being out here with like-minded people who care about the environment care about keeping our trails open care about uh being able to keep doing this yep you know which is what this a lot of this for me is like the opportunity to continue to do it exactly like taking care of these trails Working with the NPS, like showing them, hey, just because we have four wheels doesn't mean we're going to go destroy everything. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's following that whole tread lightly thing, right? I think that's kind of the key there is to follow that whole tread lightly. So have fun. Just have fun responsibly, like drinking. Yeah. It's fun. Just do it responsibly. Jackson's like sitting in the sun. (laughs) He's going to be burnt. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not taking you home sunburnt. But, I mean, you've had some new experiences on this trip. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Some firsts. Well, we'll never live it down either. Uh, so I officially have tried a Beyond Burger thanks to Frank's cooking. Which is funny because the this trip last year was when I first had a Beyond Burger. And we had that whole like the whole argument on, on, on the podcast about how it's not meat and it shouldn't taste like meat. Stop trying to be meat. Stop calling it meat <laughs> when it's not meat. <laughs> I got to say, they really went out of their way to make it taste like meat. It's pretty good though, huh? Like it's it's got that almost texture. It's, it's crunchy. It's a little crunchy. Like on well, the... that was my overcooking. Oh, was it? Yeah, that was because I overcooked the edges. But I gotta say, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it, it does it does uh, taste like meat. Yeah. So, all right, stand corrected. But <laughs> I don't. I won't take back the fact that I still think 
it's not me. Don't no, call, it's, it's totally me. not. Yeah, it's totally not me. If you're if you're a person with principles and you want to stand for something and you don't want to eat meat, so you're going to eat this Beyond Burger, like, I don't even think you want it to be called meat. You know? Well, that's why Shannon doesn't like it. It's ironically, right? Because yeah. Shannon thinks it's gross. Right. Because she normally um, likes the likes the vegetarian stuff. Uh-huh. And so she does, she would, she likes all the ingredients. She likes, she likes everything about it, except for the fact that it tastes like meat. Right. Like she goes, I would eat it. Yeah. I would eat it if it didn't taste like meat, but I don't like that, you know, grill burgery taste. So, you know. Had she never had meat though, she might've liked it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, Beyond Burger, tried it. Didn't hate it. (laughs) Didn't hate it. Wouldn't, wouldn't opt for it over something else. Personally, I just. Meats, meat. Yeah. Eat meat. If I don't want to eat meat, I'll eat vegetables. Right. Or fruit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was telling you, for me, it's that guilty pleasure. Like if I want to go eat junk food at like Carl's Jr. or something. But it's not even like you're a vegetarian, though. I'm not. No, I'll eat meat. I, I eat bacon and all that stuff and all that yummy goodness. But I also know that everything is good in moderation, right? And so if I want to go eat junk food, like all week long, I know that I have options to be able to do that and not die of a heart attack. Right. You know, it's funny. Somebody just came up and asked if we were okay while we were recording oh. with microphones, and I was just thinking in my head, like, what was he thinking? Like, we're here waiting for AAA. They were here just <laughs> recanting our story of how we got stuck. <laughs> of how we got stuck. They're like, oh, that was in the past. That one, that's not right now. <laughs> that was last time. They're like, oh my god, we're listening to it live. <laughs> but this is in Arizona. Anyway, that's oh, funny. So. You know, I, I would say this one's a this one's a shorter little little jaunt. Jaunt. Yeah. Um, we like I said, we got to Soda Lake. We've been making pretty good progress on this trail, which is kind of uncommon for us. And yeah. We actually have the opportunity and chance, I think, to see this one through. Uh, we're gonna get back on. We're gonna do the non-water crossing because right. I filled it up with gravel. They filled it up. Right? Yep. I heard that they have the full full intention of removing all the gravel. Oh, they do. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that's not going to be a permanent. Because uh, I was on the fence about. I wasn't sure if they were going to do that. Yeah. No. There. So I, I talked to I talked to Bob. Oh, cool. We were discussing kind of the trail and some of the features and how we were both kind of like, yeah, well, we're not sad that uh, it's filled up with rocks right now. Yeah. Because <laughs> neither of us have any intention of wanting to flood our jeeps. to drive through that. Yeah. Right. But he said, yeah, they have every intention of coming and scooping it all out. And, oh, okay. Uh, leaving so there you go. Those of you that are. That love it in its previous form, you shall have it back again. Those I wouldn't. Are, I wouldn't hate if they left like a foot of yeah, rock. Yeah, I wouldn't either. To be honest, I always felt like it was. It's cool to go through a water crossing. I get it, but yeah, it's. Uh, I recommend doing water crossings through moving water streams. Yeah. Like uh, up north, there's a lot of great trails that have cool water crossings. Like, that's better than these stagnant pools of sludge and just. Yeah. Uh, like it's it's overgrown with algae. It's murky. It's dark. It just doesn't smell good. You don't want that in your. Truck. Yeah, and to be honest, let's be. Let's. I mean, your vehicles aren't made for that. They're just not. You have to do a lot of modifications for it to even take that. And even then, all that stuff's going in your hubs and your bearings, all that stuff. Water crossings significantly limit the life of all that stuff. And, I mean, ideally, you want to limit water crossings as much as possible, just from their impact on the environment, right? Dropping, you know, oil and all that sure. gunk into the into the water stream. So. Uh, you know, when when you have these trails, the goal is to avoid the water crossings until you get to a point where you have to, right? Because right. that, that, that's the way the trail goes. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of the idea is that it's you don't do it really for fun. You do it because you have to. Right. You know, and then you move on, right? So. But, uh, but, yeah, so this is attempt number three. 
Yeah, but it really is. My first time was cut short because I had to go to work, so I couldn't finish. Second time, your trailer broke, and now, no excuses. Now, no excuses, even though we're getting left. I'm going to drive my Jeep until her wheels fall off. The suspension <laughs> is just, you know, I haven't really messed with the suspension since the Rubicon. Uh, Martin, my buddy, helped me weld on the track bar mount, Yeah, the new one, uh, which we got to kind of redo anyways again. But I just, I, I keep looking at it. And I keep not, after you rebuild an entire suspension system, you expect it's at least going to last you for a little while. Right. And to have it right. kind of fail on the first oh, that's right. major. You, you had it rebuilt before you left. Dude, I, I put so much time and money and effort. And, and I remember we rebuilt, like we took apart, you took the axles off. I even painted stuff. them to look nice. Yeah, everything. I just wanted it to be the best representation. And then you and went out and throttled the living hell out of it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's why we, that's why we put the stuff on our rigs. Man. Yeah. So I think I need a different kind of setup. Yeah, I Straight think you up. do. I think I just need if a different If that's what situation. the kind of trail you want to do, right? Like not like this. Yeah. I think you would have been fine on this, right? But if Rubicon type stuff is, then yeah, I think I think you do. Yeah. I think uh, I think it's time to kind of step it up and figure out like what a true suspension system for this weight and for those types of activities is yeah. really going to be. So that's the next step. Uh, I think I'm not going to, I'm not going to bother with rebuilding what I have. I'm just going to work on figuring out how to make what the next evolution is. Yeah. It yeah. work better. So got work ahead. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't complain. My setup's been pretty, pretty much where I want it. And you I've got had a pretty, a good time. yeah, you got a pretty legit setup when it comes to FJs. Yeah. I mean, mine, you did the work, you figured out what you wanted. You yeah. knew what you were getting into. And that's really all it is, right? It's just about being meticulous and, and being real about your needs, you know, being realistic and, and real about your needs and and, and getting the parts to, to meet those needs, right? Like I know, you know, and again, I get it. Budget is an issue, right, for everybody. But I know guys that have, you know, they they don't buy once, cry once, right? They try and get that budget lift. Right, and Because yeah. and they just want, they want the look. They want it now. Right away. Or they right, want they want it now, and they want the look. Some of that functionality, yeah. Or the guys that want the look, and then realize that, oh, well, I'm lifted, I got tires, I can do some off-roading, and then they start liking it, right? And then they realize that they got to replace all that stuff they bought. It's always those, it's always those guys you hear like, oh, man, I should have just. Yeah, exactly. So, you know. Yes, you're going to spend a little more money, always. We talked about this when we were talking about upgrades. Like, I think we were going to, like, Moab last time. Um, we talked about it. But it's the same. It, it still holds true, right? It's like, look, man, take your time. Take it slow. Right. Do your research. Yep. Figure out what your needs are. And, yes, you're always going to end up spending money more than you want to. It's always going to take longer than you want it to. But in the end, you, your you're, rig is going to be dialed. You're end up with a better situation. Totally. And now you're going to have better experiences off-road. I mean, the reality is is I kind of thought about, I tried to think it through on what I was going to do. I had no idea that I was going to start doing the stuff I was going to do with the friends I was going to make. Yeah. So That too, right? Yeah. Like that changes things when you start meeting people and opening new avenues. Yeah. Like your, your, what you thought you could do starts to broaden, those horizons start to broaden, and you're like, oh, I actually really like doing this or that. Like if I'm going out there and I'm breaking something almost every trip, then- Clearly, something else has to change. Yeah. A, my driving style will either have to change, but right. if I don't want to, which I kind of don't, then um, the vehicle is going to have to be able to exactly be, be able to handle kind of like what I want to go do. Yeah. 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 Hey, Jackson. Yeah. Welcome, dude. Why, why don't we just have you talk for a little <laughs> bit too? So I brought my ten-year-old, and the Mojave Road is a great trail, I think, for kids because it's not super technical. There's not a lot of like craziness. Like, really cool views. So how did, how did you like it? Pretty good. 
Yeah, tell tell me about your experience on the on this road. It's the second time you've been here, right? Yes. I've seen how the what is the that rock monument called? Oh, oh, travelers where we are right now. Yeah, travelers monument. I've seen the Traver- Traveler's Monument two times, and there w- I was trying to find my rock, but I'm pretty sure. Oh, it's probably that buried, it's huh? Buried, yeah. Your rock from the last time. Yeah. Yeah. So, what was what's been your favorite part of this road, as a ten year old kid? I think it's actually been going to see the Traveler's Monument again. Oh, this one, this, yeah. this pile of rocks over here. I was like going there. And what seeing. What is it? Is there something in the middle? You can't say it. Yeah, you can't say it. But there's something in the middle, huh? Yeah. There is something that everyone should look at in the middle, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Climb up there, take a look. Yeah. Try not um, to disturb the rocks too much. You will be yeah. amazed. Amazed. Yes. But it's not something we can share. You have to experience it for yourself. Yep. You know, this is a different kind of trip. I mean, this is probably the only thing we're going to stop at because beyond this, um, there's a lot of other things you could check out. Oh, totally. You there's tons of stuff out here. Kelso Dunes, you pointed out? Yep, Kelso Dunes Those, is out here. I would love to go see that one yep. of these days. Uh, we've done the lava tubes, which are pretty yeah. awesome. Um, so there's a lot of cool little spots, and then, then there's those like almost tourist locations, like yep. the tourist traps of the Mojave yes. Road, which is like the mailbox. The mailbox, and yeah. The the Garden of Frog right. ornaments or whatever. The, the gnomes and the, the frogs dude, and all that, yeah. So bizarre, so desert. The Jeeps and the Barbies. So desert. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, there's cool there's cool things to see, and there's definitely like the one of those things you want to do once. Yeah, and if you do it again, cool. But you at least want to do it once. Yeah, you at least want to do it once. Yeah, you yeah. may do it like a lot. There's people that come out here every year and they love it, right? And there's people mm-hmm. that come out here once and it's one and done. It's just up to you. But yeah, Jeep, Jeep should really do like a Mojave Road badge because that would is, be pretty cool. This is a legit trail. Absolutely, it's not technical, but it's and I think for a lot a of off roaders or you know overlanders, it's kind of a rite of passage to do the Mojave Road, right? I it's think not so. a super hard road, but it is definitely like. A rite of passage. Especially on the West Coast. Yeah. If you have access to it, you should go do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. And people from Arizona do this trail all the time. They they drive out here and they do it backwards for what we, what we call backwards. Right. And right. and you're literally like not too far from civilization actually the whole time. No, you're time. not. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, we're you pointed out we're looking at Baker from where we're sitting here. Yeah. On the lake bed. Like, That's the funny thing. And I guess the really kind of cool thing about the Mojave Road is that you're actually straddling two highways. Like you're in the middle of two highways. The, the 15, mm-hmm. and I think it's the 40. Oh, really? Is the 40 on the other yeah, side? Yeah, the one that goes out to oh, Needles. Shit. Okay, yeah. Right? So you're, so you're in between both. So you're never more than like two or three miles, maybe five miles the most from a major highway. But you feel like you're in the middle of nowhere. You know, as you're driving up to Vegas and you always see that like stretch of land to your right or to your left, like this is what's on the right side. And you see like a <laughs> dust cloud of people yeah. up there. That, that's what they're doing. That's what they're yeah, doing. That's what they're, they're doing. doing. The, the Mojave Road. Yeah. And it's cool, and you, you know, I, I heard we heard some people shooting last night. Yeah, there's spots, you know, on the, the BLM, BLM side. Yeah, you can yeah. go shoot, and it's cool. It's chill, and, and really, if you come here during a good time of like year where the weather's nice and the temperature's solid, which is kind of like right now. Yeah, it is beautiful. Yeah, fall through spring is when you want to come out here. Like that's when the weather is like fantastic. I mean, well, you can do it in the dead of winter, but it will be frigid. Yeah. So, Jackie, are you stoked you came and did it again? Yeah. Yeah. Did uh did we do anything illegal while we were here? Uh, I. Guess. Let's just say my ten year old knows how to drive my jeep now. <laughs> yeah, but cool. is it really illegal? I mean, it's dirt. It's it's not. It's just off road. Whatever. Mm, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, it, you're fine. No, you're I said fine. it's probably illegal. Oh, you think so? <laughs> 
I know plenty of kids that learn how to drive out here in the middle of nowhere. So. It's it's a great opportunity as a father. If, you, if you're a father listening to this and you haven't really done this road or yeah. taking your, your younger children to like go do something, if they're like in the six to ten, 10 year old range, yeah. maybe five and four, I don't know, four. You just want them, you want them to be able to kind of like move around. You want them mobile. Yeah. You want them to be old enough to be mobile and move around and explore, but also old enough to hear directions, to hear directions yeah. and understand and listen. Because this is a, <laughs> this is pretty solid. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's a good experience with your child and, you know, snakes aside, not a lot, not a lot to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. This, the cool thing about being out here too, is there's just like endless opportunities for them to explore. Like they can just run off and spend hours digging in the dirt and, you know, finding stuff in the bushes, you know, critters and lizards. And yeah, like there were kids yesterday that were like, want to go find a lizard? And they just went out there and they spent like two hours, like looking, at, looking for lizards, you know, and they found a bunch and they, they had a good time. I'll always know? say whenever, whenever both boys come out with me, it's the only place that they're not driving. Me crazy. Right. <laughs> There's enough, like whether it's the Mojave yeah, or up in the mountains, like in the forest. Like, yeah. It's the only time that they just, they're so involved in everything around them that they're not involved with each other. Yep. You know, in a negative way. Oh, totally. They're totally. just exploring together. And that's, that's a good, it's a good experience for me as a father. And it's a good experience, I think, for them. So highly recommend you uh, packing the kids up and heading out and doing some fun things. Get, get out of the house if you're stuck at home, worried about this COVID stuff. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what to do because I'm not going to take that liability on in case you fall sick but i would highly recommend get out of your house and go go have some fun you do this right you're you're by yourself you're out in the middle of nowhere you're not around people this yeah. is perfect this is pretty good social distancing yeah this opinion. is perfect um yeah super cool historical note since we're at traveler's monument if you do come here and you're on the soda the, in the dry lake bed mm-hmm. you'll see a little oasis right off some on trees. The, in the northern end of the lake bed yeah and there's a water tower some some structures a lot of palm trees and it, it it literally looks like an oasis in the desert, and there is there are springs there, um, and that's that's the exit. If you've ever seen it, the other super weird name exit on the fifteen Zizix Zizix Road. So that road comes to this oasis. You can't get to it from the lake bed. Don't even try. It's illegal to cross the lake bed. Stay on the designated track. Is it really? Yes. There's the, as 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 I look at these, these two tire. Yeah, you see these markers. I see. I see these yeah. two. Two uh, tread marks going straight towards you. Exactly. Don't do that. Don't yeah. be that guy. Um, the lake bed is is preserved. So, um, but if you exit Zizix from the 15 freeway, mm-hmm. you can drive down to this. And this used to be back in the day, like a like a healing center, like a like a, a resort. One of those wellness, come, yeah, a wellness, wellness center. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Exactly. And the, you know the 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 pools that were here or the spring water was said to have healing properties, <laughs> you know. And the guy would charge you know twenty bucks to go dip in the pools, heal your wallet. Exactly. Yeah. Of he its would, money. He would heal his bank account. <laughs> and um, you know that went on for a few years, and eventually, like all kind of charlatans, he went bankrupt, and it went kind of like destitute and abandoned for I don't know decades. Yeah. And then um, I believe UCI. Uh, University of California, Irvine, um, took over the property, and now this is their desert research center. Right. So pretty cool. It is very cool. Um, always wondered where that place was because I've seen I've seen the sign for it. I've exited at Zizix before. Oh, and, you have. Yeah, and then I've seen the sign for it, and you kind of go around part of this lake bit further out, and there's a road that that brings you in. Um, Jackson, want to put the mic down, bud? Thanks for sure. joining us for a minute. Yep. Thanks, Jackson. You're welcome. There you go. 
perfect. Nice. Thank you. Um, yeah, you follow, I guess, the, the end or one end of this lake bed around, and I just never drove far enough to, yeah. to ultimately get there. But It's always cool. Like, I remember, you might have been the same. When I was a kid, my family did a lot of road trips, and one of them, and we go to Vegas a lot, too, and go to the river, mm-hmm. and you always find these weird names out here, like Kelso well, and this is how I won. This is how I won the game. I'd always remember this sign. And so oh, yeah. I would try to get all the letters, Oh, you know, when you're playing, like, <laughs> yeah. Because it is called. a weird sequence of Zizix. Yeah. Like, it is double Z, Y, double Z, double X, X something, or something. Yeah. yeah. It's super weird. Um, but there's, like, SEMA Road and Kelso. And you'd see them as a kid, and they're just roads that go off into nothing. Yeah. And you, you always, always wondered, wondered yeah, yeah yep. where the hell does that road go? Like, why does it even exist? Is it? You know? And you hear the stories that we heard in the last episode from Dave, National Park Service, and he tells you, you know, there yeah, used to be. Drone. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Okay, yeah. He's like, there used to be, you know, a train depot, or there used to be a community out here. There used to be whatever. And you learn all that. And then now, as adults, that we get to drive these roads, yep. right, and explore this backcountry area, right? You can kind of start to see kind of where they go, or in some cases, where they don't go. Yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it is pretty cool. It's pretty rad. Anyways, well, you know, I think, uh, what, we're going to get going yeah. through the rest so of the Yeah, so the next, the next stretch that we do is we hop back in the vehicles, and we head west. Um, we're going to do the dunes. The, du- right. the dunes come up. The dunes are awesome. Yeah. The dunes are like, you get some epic photos out yes. there. Yes. Yeah. The dunes are up, and then we drop from there. The dunes takes you into Afton Canyon, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll drive a little bit of Afton Canyon. We'll go under the railroad bridge, yep. right? And then from the railroad bridge, um, you're only like maybe two or three miles from yeah. the end. Yeah, those are great canyon. photo ops, honestly. Yeah, some yeah. great photo ops. So, yeah, this is one of the more scenic sections that we're going to do, and uh, we should probably hit it pretty soon so we can make good time. Yep. And uh, catch up to the rest of the gang. Yeah, before we get uh, these damn drones all around us. Yeah. Um, so, huge thanks to uh, our sponsors, um, of which is KC. KC, yep. KC Highlights. I uh, use code RFDKC during off promotional times. Yep. Because we deactivate all the codes during yeah, the Yeah, so we're coming up on those, obviously, with Black Friday yeah. and Cyber Monday and all that kind of stuff. Christmas. So just a heads up with, yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, otherwise you'll get a little, you'll get a little percentage off. Uh, courtesy of Rick for Dirt. Yep. And uh, thanks to KC. And uh, yeah, check them out. We got some uh, got some cool things happening uh, in the next uh, few months. So um, we got a we got a giveaway right now. I, I, probably it'll probably be done. I think by the time this episode comes out, but we'd have done a really cool giveaway with Pelican, Fieldcraft, Survival, um, Rugged Radios, Blackbeard yep. Firestarters, and Onyx Off Road. So I'm looking forward to doing more things with those companies. Yep. Uh, moving forward but that's uh, a good reason KC. to follow casey on instagram yeah right because great. you can get the heads up on those things it's a great reason it's a great reason to follow them on social and uh, sign up for the newsletter because we will be posting about yep. it anyways um other than that yep uh gear forward don't forget about them visit them at their website gearforward.com help them help the kids um experience the outdoors um for those that just can't afford to get the camping gear um and yep. help them find their way so yeah and oh one thing i will say is yeah we are we'll try to get these uh uh shows going again uh you know these little meetups yeah oh the meetups right but we're currently right now in the middle of a surge we have a 95 98 like solid vaccine in the works from pfizer so so hopefully right i don't know yeah they we'll say see. they say exclusive people will get it uh, in the next like month or two, yeah, and then it'll be open to the general public in the next few months after that. Yeah, I think they're saying um, spring, Maybe, right? Yeah. yeah, spring. So I mean, we'll get back to normal, and I promise you, once we do get back to normal, me and Frank are going to be 
freaking hard charging on all the plans that we had. All in. Yeah, all in. All in. So look forward to a lot of cool trips, a lot of good meetups, a lot of great shows and podcasts. Um, There's a lot of cool shit coming for 2021. Absolutely. So don't forget to visit us at our website, rigfordirt.com. You can get your own Rig for Dirt patch and merch. Um, We've got the So Far So Good patch, the large LA t-shirts that you can get that are real good. Uh, for getting things done and working really hard. Good. Yep, really good. Really good. And uh, I'm Frank at Trucky McTruckface. Ali at Keep the Jeep. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out.